Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Welcome back, guys. Erica has busted out of her snowpocalypse and has oh, power man. again, so we can continue to talk you, to you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. This has been the longest week of my life. <laughs> That's saying something for like considering the last 10 months. I know. No, seriously. <laughs> like this is the first thing because like we had to have a guy come and like fix our pipes. And if you guys didn't know what was going on with Dallas, we'll catch you up. <laughs> but I had to we Buckle had to up. A, yeah. We had to have a guy come uh fix our pipes because our ceiling was leaking. And um and I it like he I just he was like at our door and I just like let him in and I wasn't wearing a mask and like he was just wearing like a one of those it's like a it like a like neck a gator uh-huh and it like pulls up over his face and I it like it was the first time in a year that I hadn't thought about oh no what if this person has COVID I was like I don't care come fix this <laughs> sneeze on your- me cough on me lick me yeah. whatever you need to do like just <laughs> like- fix my ceiling <laughs> uh-huh Mm. But I mean, all in all, it, it was a long, 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 long week, but we had it pretty good. Some of it was just good luck, good timing. And uh, anyway, but yeah, I, I was saying yesterday was the first time that I took a shower in like a week or well, yeah, since Saturday night, I took a shower and then, but I didn't wash my hair. I hadn't washed my hair in a few days before, since a few days before that. And today is Friday, guys. <laughs> I was like, what is today? Today is Friday. I hadn't taken a shower since last Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> and then I, and I hadn't washed my hair since I don't even know when before that, probably at least like <laughs> two or three days. And so yesterday when we had, we had, power for like a few hours and like we were doing something like in the sink downstairs in the kitchen and like I felt hot water and I was like (gasps) diving in (laughs) I was like Rob I'm sorry like I know that this is risky because like if we overuse power like we could get shut down but I need to shower (laughs) like but I hadn't like uh, I hadn't I still didn't wash did I oh no I did wash my hair but it was like one of those things like when I was in college we went on a uh river trip and like you camp by the river and you you can take a shower like they have buildings there that you can take a shower but you pay like two dollars and you get uh like a minute of Mm -hmm. water and that's what it reminded me of because I got in there and I was hustling and I was because <laughs> I was like, I have to wash my hair. <laughs> you wash all the crucial parts and then like if you still have time left, you go back to like yeah, your shoulder yeah. blades and like your stomach, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You're like and kids, like, boobs, crotch hair. Dude, yeah. Whatever else was, happens after that is, is just would, extra. Oh, yeah. Bonus. <laughs> nice to have. It was like the first time that I had like really washed my face in a week mm-hmm. and like I yeah so I'm like and and we had woken up because okay so we I guess we should start at the beginning huh yeah I mean I think like I think most people probably let's hope that our listeners are slightly educated and they know what's going on a little bit but like so in short <laughs> Texas had it all of Texas had a giant snowstorm uh and it it wasn't so much that it was a snowstorm. Like, I think we had, like, four inches of snow or something, which is not crazy, but... That's a lot for Texas. It, it's a lot for Texas. Yeah. And it lasted a full week, which it never does, and uh, which a lot of it did melt today. But anyway, but the problem was that it got below... It was below freezing for several days in a row, which doesn't really happen, and it got below zero, which has never happened here. So... Yeah. And like that, I feel like we've, you and I have talked about this a lot, but like we've heard people being like, oh, Texans can't handle it. Like, ha ha ha. Like I live in Alaska. Mm. Like that's literally every single day for like seven months out of the year here. But Mm. like the houses here are built, like the infrastructure here is built to tolerate that. Whereas like we were, Erica and I were talking, like if I had 
a week long 100 degree heat wave, like stuff would probably be weird. Like stuff would probably not work right because my house is equipped to tolerate the cold, whereas Erica's house is not. Like Dallas and Texas mm-hmm. in general is not. So like it's a big deal, guys. Fuck you if you think mm-hmm. otherwise. <laughs> well, and the, it's like every inch of our infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. Infa- <laughs> You're going to make me fuck it up now. Yep, that. I structure. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> you know, the structure <laughs> of the city failed us because even in a normal it gets, you know, usually about once a year, this will happen where it'll not, maybe snow a little bit or it'll sleet and then it'll be cold overnight. And the that's really dangerous for us because it'll freeze on the road. So we get we get icy roads um, in the winter. That's pretty normal. And the problem is, is that on our a lot of our roads and stuff, we have um, instead of this isn't like all the roads, but like instead of just paint where to divide the lines, some of them have like these big, the little blocks. Yeah. Like things that are on the road. So you can't, uh, we don't have like street sweepers, like clearing out the road, clearing out the snow and the slush. So it's like it. So during the day it'll get warm. Snow will melt. Then overnight it freezes. Then you have slick roads. And then like, you know, this whole week got kicked off by, was it a week from, yesterday was that really horrific accident that happened on the highway in Fort Worth where there was 103 cars involved in a in a wreck on the highway and like six people died and like I watched this video of like there was a bunch of cars that had already like skidded and like ran into each other and like came to a stop and then this FedEx truck just like was sliding down the highway and just ran on over top of all those cars that were just sitting there just like people were stuck in their cars it was horrendous and that was the start of this yeah so anyway yeah i mean that i i made the mistake of going down the rabbit hole on twitter about like people just like making fun of texans and like I don't understand. Like, how do people fucking die in three degree weather? Like, how do you die? Like, are you just sitting outside? Like, fucking go inside. Like, oh my god, our houses are not built for that. Our houses are built to keep us cold, and it's also it's also three degrees inside. <laughs> so I'm all about like making fun of you when there's like <laughs> first time you guys had snow and like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it uh, as aggressive now so the dogs don't freak out. We are having connectivity issues because Erica and I have started to try to use video and it is not working in our favor. We're going to drink about it. We're going to drink about it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're t- we're talking about the snow and how silly Texans are. Like whenever it snows, everyone gets excited. And to that end, I say we knew this snowstorm was coming. And so like on Sunday, and because it was also a long weekend, it was President's Day on Monday. So Rob and I were like, well, we're not going to go anywhere because it's going to be really cold. But so let's like do plan to do a bunch of photos just around the house and stuff. And then on Monday, we're like, okay, Monday our shoot is going to be because it's supposed to snow like pretty heavy. So like we're going to walk over to this park over here and we're going to do like a really cool like snowshoe, like a a fun one. And then Monday came (laughs) in all of its horror and we were like, yeah, no, no. We're going to stay here. That's I like tweeted it. I, I tweeted this because I was like, every time I saw kids like outside playing the snow, I was like, oh, you got heat at home, huh? <laughs> it's so true. It's so funny. Like it just the whole thing is funny to me. Like it's not funny to me. Like the whole attitude that you have about it is funny to me. But like in a lighter note, you're preparing to come to Alaska and take cool pictures in the snow. Yeah. So that's actually kind of the funny thing um, that I was thinking about because I actually do have like winter. I still have some winter stuff from when I lived in New York. Like I have some like legit like snow gloves. I have snow pants. I have uh, like a ski jacket. Like I have I have stuff and but they're all like packed away in a storage tub (laughs) somewhere. So I like went into 
and they're in the in the closet in our spare bedroom. And so I go in there and because uh, Rob on Monday, like we didn't have um, our power and everything went out. So like our wife. Okay, there's the timeline. Saturday night, late Saturday night, we lost Wi-Fi. Then unrelated though, right? Unre- unrelated. Like we just lost Wi-Fi, which sucked. And so then Sunday, Rob, uh, we were just like all day. We were just like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? Like we're <laughs> bored. First and, world problems. Yeah, it was like we've already entertained ourselves for like almost a whole day, and I'm bored. Like, what are we gonna do? And it's Valentine's Day, and so uh, Rob was like, okay, well, because Rob has unlimited. Uh, data so he's like I'm gonna I'll just I don't care I'll just stream a movie and we ended up streaming like two movies and he got a a push notification from AT&T that was like you've used 18 gigs of data and they started throttling him and that was Sunday so then Sunday night we lose power and uh, <laughs> and uh so then all week long, like when they say they throttled, when I say they throttled his data, like, I mean, he couldn't even send text messages. That's so annoying. He had enough to like, he could receive them and he could receive push notifications from all his apps, but he couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> anyway, so then, so that's, so then Monday comes around and we don't have power and it is like freaking cold in our house and like. And we have new construction. So it's like we're on the good side of things. And it was like 50 degrees in our house. And uh, so we're like running around. We ended up figuring out that his office still had power and internet. So we're like, okay, we're going to run over there. We're going to like charge our devices. We're going to like, you know, use warm up, warm up, use the Wi-Fi to like get ourselves, get any like download some shit and like whatever. Anyway. So that was the reason because I was like, okay, we're going to go in the cold. And Rob was like, do you – because he needed to, like, clean off the car or something. He's like, do you have any, like, gloves? And I was like, oh, actually, I do have – I have winter stuff. Let me go see what I have. And so I pull out these two tubs, and I have two of them, one of them that's full of just, like, stuff like that. And then the other one is all all of my college – theme party costumes and accessories and so I'm like and I found one glove and I couldn't find the other one so I'm like digging 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 through both of these tubs and then we were in a hurry because we're like okay we gotta hurry and get over to the office before the power goes out over there too and so um I just left it I left them out I left the lids off I left a mess like they were just like in the middle of the floor instead of being in the closet because we were in a rush then like Two days later, we end up getting a, a leak in our ceiling in that room, and they leak they they dripped right into both of those tubs. <laughs> it couldn't have been planned any better. Yeah, well, it also got all over. So it was like all of my stuff got wet that was in there, and like I had stuff. I had like articles and like clippings from two thousand four when Syracuse won the the NCAA championship mm. and they're fine they're fine they just got a little wet and I just like laid them out I think they'll be okay but just like stuff like that that I was like kind of pissed about um the rest of it's just like clothes and stuff but then uh but our floors are gonna need to be replaced in our ceiling but anyway not your problem so all that to say I do have <laughs> I do have winter stuff that I can bring to Alaska Woo-woo! I don't have boots though Oh, well, also, I just heard about um, this program that REI does. Do you guys have an REI there? Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy stuff and wear it, and then they return it. at. You can, like, return it at a discounted rate, and they sell it at, like, a used rate. Oh, I love that. You know, Patagonia also has a – it's not like that. It's a um, – like a secondhand – Mm-hmm. portion of their site I forget what it's called but you can like if you have stuff from Patagonia that's like old but in good condition you can send it back to them they fix it up clean it and resell it and like my favorite Patagonia jacket is from that that's what REI does but like with everything so that's an awesome awesome plan yeah so yay <laughs> let's plan for Alaska all right guys yeah. that was a long intro sorry um but 
today what we're talking about kind of relates to that. We are talking about um, like work-life balances and like toxic relationships in the workplace. Both of us have kind of experienced some things this week that we just had left us feeling a little heavy and we want to talk about it. We think a lot of people can probably relate to this. Mm -hmm. It is because it's really hard to, I think we talk a lot about like, especially millennial, I think millennials were the first uh, group. I think probably more so like younger millennials are the first group to come through and be like, my life isn't all about work. Like this is, this is not what defines me. Um, And, you know, self-care and all of that stuff, I think has, has really come into fashion, if you will. And Mm -hmm. um, especially like my company, for instance, has been trying to push more towards that kind of lifestyle. Like we've talked about it before, like filling your cup, making sure that you have things outside of work that you're really passionate about that you're able to do. And you're not just like, like obsessed and like working all of your days and times and hours and all hours of the night. And you're doing nothing but thinking about work even. And it's like the, even more than 45 hours, it's too much. Like you're thinking about work too much. Um, which I can feel, I feel that. And I appreciate that as part of like why I like my company so much. Cause like I get like that kind of stuff. It's hard. And I think you're the same way. It's like, it's hard to just like let that stuff go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not think about it when you're home. Well, in my job in particular, like I do now I do a lot of, well, I've always done a lot of my work at home, but like your job now too, like you're doing all of that at home. So like, it's hard to separate home from work when you are, when it shares the same space, which is like, that was like a big thing for me when I started working in the setting that I do and like having to bring some of my paperwork and like notes home to do at home was Mm -hmm. like, I want a designated spot to do this in my house that doesn't feel like any other place. Cause if I'm like working from my couch, my couch is no longer going to feel relaxing. And if I'm working from my, from my bed, my bed is no longer going to feel comforting. Like mm-hmm. I need a spot that is my workplace in the house. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> is this your work? Is this is your designated pod space? This is. <laughs> there, I mean, there's definitely something to that too. Um, my my uh, friend started going to a therapist this year because, or last year, because you know, 2020 is, if nothing else, everyone got a therapist. But that was something that they identified that was super helpful for her is, I don't know, I'm not sure if it was so much the having a designated space as it was the, maybe that was a part of it, but also having like the routine of things and being mm-hmm. able to break up, um, it's harder or it's easier to have a, a cutoff point and to be like, okay, I need to stop this. I need to close my laptop. I have to go home. There's all there's all the things I need to move on with the rest of my day. And it's much easier to do that when you have a, 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 a space that is physically separated. Yeah. Yeah. Which, but that's, I mean, I'm a little bit for, and this is just how I am personally, like I, I am way too ADD to be around people and like, and also be productive. And so it just works better for me to be home. But mm-hmm. I will say like, and you know, right now I'm in Rob's office, but uh, the days that I can work up here, I do think that I, it is nicer. It's nice to be in a separate space rather than, cause I usually just like sit on the couch or at the, at the dining table or something like that. But yeah. Right. Yeah. I think having a separate space is like really important. But um, yeah, with that being said, I mean, I have like pretty mixed feelings about the whole like millennial thing, like make making work like not as important because I've always been a workaholic. And that's like a hard, a really hard mindset for me to get out of because it it makes me feel more productive and that fills my cup when I feel like I'm providing and being productive and making money and doing all of the things. But so like I I have a hard time with people like with people who 
or like the younger the younger millennial generation who just makes it seem like it's like teeters on the fence of like lazy to me where like that's my own personal opinion like I know that I need to like stop being so judgy about it however I do think that there's something to it I think that it's the balance is not pushing it too far to where people think you're lazy or to where you actually are being lazy yeah I th- I think it I, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about that. I think it just, it comes down to what's your need. So like for you, like the working piece fills a need for you. That makes you feel satisfied versus someone who like, I don't know, they are fulfilled by I don't know, traveling. And so they work enough to be able to fulfill their need of, being able to travel that yeah and like that's totally that's like cool with me I guess I'm I'm referring more to the people who like pop in and out like and they're like "Mm, sorry like mental health my mental health says that like I really need to like cut today short because I'm just feeling like really overwhelmed and like that's annoying to me because I'm like get your shit together like I my mental health says like I want to pop you in the face right now but I'm not so you need to work. Like <laughs> that, that I feel like that definitely intertwines with like it's such a it's such a fine balance because going back to our last episode, I think it feels like two years ago that that came <laughs> out. Uh, um that goes back to professionalism a little yeah. bit, right? Like it's you are still being paid to fulfill a job. Now, so that kind of leads me into the program. So my company is trying to um, roll out this program that they call like workability. And it's basically just like flexible working. The idea and the principle principle behind it is that you are given the autonomy to create your schedule within reason Um so that you can get work done like when it is best for you to get work done. So if that means that you um you work better like 6 to midnight versus mm-hmm. noon to 6 or whatever, then you can do that. There's like caveats obviously like if your team needs you during regular work hours, then you are expected to be there. So like they say like yeah, like technically this means that you could like get approval to be a remote employee and I could go move to Oregon if I wanted to. But that means that I have to be available. Like if my team is in central time, I have to be available in central time. If they need me in in the Dallas office, that's my responsibility to be able to make it back here whenever that, that need occurs. And it's not the, the agency's responsibility mm-hmm. to do that. The problem with a setup like that is that our culture for so long has been built around overworking and that being like a badge of honor. Oh yeah. Yeah. No overworking. And this hits really like really close to home for me because I remember like, I think I've mentioned before that like I'm working with a coach, um, Mm -hmm. like a fitness and nutrition coach. And like one of the main things that like we're, I'm almost like, I'm like 10 months in and we're like still working on finding my balance for like, why am I not sleeping enough? Mm -hmm. And it's, it really comes down to me like letting go of control and not working as hard and shutting my mind off and allowing myself that like self-care time. Mm -hmm. And I, one of the first things she said to me that I was kind of like, Ooh, do I like this bitch? Like, I don't know if I like her or not, (laughs) but like, I love her. She is like, she's the therapist that I got in 2020. But Mm -hmm. one of the things that she said to me was like, stop wearing your lack of sleep, like a badge of honor. And that's such a huge thing with work and sleep and like all the things that you need, like stop, stop wearing that like a badge of honor. That's not to say though, I think that we shouldn't call out what's right and what's wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. is it, is it right for somebody to like, not go to work because they needed to sleep like well and that's the thing i don't think 
And that's why it's such a fine balance, right? Because it's like, I consider myself to be a responsible person when it comes Mm -hmm. to work. And I, I manage my workload. And if you, if something is expected of me, it gets done. Whether, you know, I had a power outage all week and I still have deadlines. And this is kind of what like spurred this whole topic Topic. today. Mm -hmm. Part of it is, so let's talk about it in like a hypothetical situation, right? So this workability program sounds really nice, right? Like you, oh, wow, I have a lot of control. I can finally do the things that I want to do. Like I, um, whatever. But it only works if everyone's on board. So even take this week, for instance. Um, the agency c- closed the office. Like, so now an all-agency meeting was like, we are closed. Uh, like, we are closed for a holiday on Monday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the office was closed because so many people, because we're headquartered in Dallas, even though we have other other locations in other cities, but like, so many people didn't have power and internet or water or anything that the they closed. Yet, that whole time, I was still receiving emails. I was still getting requests for things. I mean, people were obviously understanding that, like, I can't do anything. Like, I couldn't even load right. some things. Like, I would get a notification from, like, my team, like, chat thing. And then I would like pull it up and like my app wouldn't load. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I was so limited on what I was able to do. And um, but yet the client. So even though my team is like, yeah, I understand that you are physically unable to do this. The clients are still asking for things like they're still expecting d- deliverables by the agreed upon timeline. Like they don't want to push back their, you know, hundred multi hundred thousand dollar campaigns because of a snowstorm like so and that is just a reflection like that's a that is a statewide like disaster that we're talking about not just a bunch of employees that have other things in their life that they want to do right and so have headaches Yeah. yeah so it's like imagine if i set it up where i was like okay every friday or let's say every monday i uh I'm taking the last like two hours of the day off. Well, that doesn't fucking matter if my team, if I'm a part of a team that is overwhelmed with work and you know, if the team, whether whose fault that is, if that's the client's fault, if that's the leadership at the agency, who's not staffing properly or is not keeping an eye on you on your own personal projects well enough or whatever, like if people start asking you for things, it's still your obligation to fulfill them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that's and, a thing. Yeah. And I think I love the idea of like what your company is trying to do. I just think that there's going to be like a big trial period before things get worked out. But I think it's also going to weed out like the people who are shitty employees. No, because like, that's exactly what I thought of. Remember in the last episode, I was talking about that girl who's just like, like part of, she knew weeks and weeks and like a whole month in advance. Like oh, the yeah. day that the day she was supposed to present and it's like her responsibility. And I'm just basically, sorry. Can you do this for me? Yeah. And I'm like, you, bitch. <laughs> you really thought you really thought that was going to fly. Right. No, <laughs> no. Right. Yeah, I think it'll definitely, like, weed out people like that. And I think I love – I'm a huge, a huge, like, supporter of when your work's done, you go. Like – Oh, yeah. I used to work a salary job, and, like, there were days when, like, I don't know, my work wasn't done, so I'd stay late. But I didn't get any reward for staying two hours late. And then the next day, it was like I'd be done with work early, so I'd be like – damn, it would be so nice if I could leave two hours early today because I stayed two hours late yesterday and like that would balance it out. But like we weren't allowed to. And like that just made me so bitter about Mm -hmm. it like made me so resentful and ugly in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And I would just for those two hours, just like miserable. And then I went home and then was miserable. Like I'm a huge, a huge supporter of like you get your work done, you get to go home. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, uh, but then, so, okay, using my company as an example again, and, like, granted, like, 
want to side note, guys, I love my company. I really do. I think that <laughs> they're like, I would never leave them to go to another agency because I, I, I do believe in like leadership and stuff. But like, no, but nobody's perfect, right? <laughs> the but only way is- she's leaving, you guys, all your coworkers that you that listen, the only way she's leaving is when we make it big. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but there is, but like another example of that is that we do at the end of the year, like they do a really cool thing where they, they call it, um, it's like a, an award basically, but it's called bust your ass for spring break. And there's, I don't even like 10 winners or something every year. And like your boss is supposed to nominate you. I think, I don't know. And like people write things about you. Basically it's like you worked your ass off this year. Here is a couple thousand dollars. Go take, uh, and like an extra week of vacation, go take a trip, do Love something that. It's great, but you know what? Every single year for every single person that wins, you know what they – because, like, they get, you know, their boss or, like, someone will come and before they announce who it is, they'll be like, this person did this, 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 and this this year, and this is, like, why they earned it, which, like, they always do. Like, they're always really great people, but at the same time, one of the things that I noticed that um, always gets brought up every single time is, like, this person works tirelessly. This person is always there when you need it. He works every weekend to make sure that everything, you know what I mean? It's like you So he's just getting like the week off that he should have taken off. Right. But he's just getting it in like present form. But you're getting getting rewarded for overworking, which is nice because not everyone gets that. But at the same time, you're giving mixed signals when you're like, no, 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 no. We don't want you to be doing that. We want you to have a life. We want you to manage your personal life and your work life because we know that this is not all that there is. But then you're going to reward people who are doing that. Yeah, that is sending mixed signals. I think there's something to that. Like, if you were working on like a huge project and like there were just a lot of deadlines for you to like step it up and like maybe for like a short period of time like work that much or like um like mm-hmm. right now for fine. instance right right that's what i'm saying like so maybe like that but like to be doing that consistently is frustrating um mm-hmm. like right now for instance i'm i used to only work monday through thursday but then like friday was kind of like my paperwork day so even though i wasn't like working I was working um Mm -hmm. but now I'm like in the office Monday through Friday and but it's temporary because we have a new girl starting my old intern is starting in June so I'm like working Fridays to try to build her like a caseload so then when she comes on board I can like give her a caseload so she's like getting paid when she starts but that's so nice of you (laughs) thanks Um, but like, I see the light at the end of the tunnel with that. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. but I am exhausted. Like I'm tired and Fridays I don't want to go to work and I have no time for paperwork. I'm doing paperwork on the weekends and yeah. Well, not to mention that you are launching, uh, your macro macro business on the side too, which has been like taking off, which is great. But also, like, so busy. You are super swamped, like, between this, the macrame thing, and like your actual job. Yeah, so busy. But, like, I know that it's temporary. So, like, that part's good for me. Like, I'm still good with it. But it would, I feel like in those instances, like, it would be nice to have some kind of program, like what you were just mentioning, like, as not like a reward. Cause I don't, I don't think that people should be working hard like that with a reward in mind, but like, recognition would be nice. Like from somebody mm-hmm. to say like, hey, I see you and I appreciate you. Like mm-hmm. that's my love language more mm-hmm. than like dangling a reward in front of me saying if I work hard to get it, like I'll get it because like then it's a competition and I'll win. But <laughs> <laughs> but like just the mm-hmm. recognition goes a long way and I feel like that's lacking a lot, particularly where I work. <laughs> well, and it, it sucks too because none of you really have a boss. Mm-hmm. So there's no one there really to play referee. Which is interesting, though, because it's kind of, like the way that my work is set up is kind of how you're talking about your work um, being set up. Like we mm-hmm. – but with with differences, like you're a salaried position, like I'm not. It's like motivating for me to work more because I get paid per 
session that I do. So mm-hmm. like if I want to do 20 sessions a week, then I'm only getting paid for 20 sessions. If I want to do 40, I'm getting paid for 40. So like it's motivating mm-hmm. for me to do more, but at the same time I get to make my own schedule and like I don't really check in with anybody just like when my work's done, I get to leave. But also like if I have a cancellation in the middle of the day, like I don't have to check in with anybody to be like, okay, I'm going to go like get my lashes done. Like nobody's like, where were you? Mm-hmm. It's like I had cancellations and that's like fine. Or I go get coffee or go get lunch and like I'll leave the office for like three hours and then come back and like nobody's like, where were you? Mm-hmm. Which is really, really great. And I get so much more done in the middle of the day on a weekday than I do on the weekend. Like there's something to be said about um, about like you – like the regular nine-to-five schedule and like grocery stores being busy. <laughs> hmm That's like – so one thing I was going to add that also the nice thing about the way that you are set up is that um, I – so this is also like the super toxic thing about corporate America is that you have like you have these PTO days, you have sick days and personal days that you actually owe absolutely no one an explanation for using them. Like I just I could just wake up and be like today is a horrendous day. I am like, I can't, I can't function like today, actually, like I just had a really hell of like a hell of a long week and I was expected to just jump back to Mm -hmm. work because like this, like just because I now have Wi-Fi, even though like Rob and I were like sitting there last night and, and we were both just like, even though we had all of our stuff back, like lights and heat internet and he and all that it's just like we were about saying there like this doesn't feel okay like this like it like we were I think we were like forcing ourselves to be in good spirits all week and be like okay we have nothing to do we can cannot do anything but laugh at this like we have to make it through and I think now that like when, once we made it through we were just sitting there like fuck I'm like we're exhausted. well your adrenaline's gone yeah so, but then it's, so it's like today would, I, I absolutely could have just taken a personal day and just been like, I just need, I need today, today to regroup. Um, but part, I think part of like the culprit world, which I'm inclined to say is just me, but I, I know absolutely it's not just me, is that there's like a sense of guilt. Oh, totally. With taking a sick day. Cause I'm like, or I don't know if you, this happens to you, but like when I don't feel well, um, or even because I'm like super prone to migraines, as you know, and like most days I can kind of just like power through them. But a lot of times or sometimes I get them so bad that they like make me like actually like physically sick. Mm-hmm. And um, but even then I'm like, I feel like I should be trying to work through this. Like I feel guilty yep. because I don't have like the flu or, you know, and even if I had the flu, I'd be like sitting there like, well, I'm not doing anything. Or it's like, I'm well, awake. And I like, think there's something huge to be said about what's going to happen with that now that more people are working from home because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like you're on the couch, but can you still work? Um, mm-hmm. Which is – Well, and I felt that way about the about the power being out all week is like I, I, I had so much like paranoia almost like – I know I have emails sitting here, but I can't read them. But do they believe me? Do they think I'm lying? Like, what if they think that I actually do have power? What if they see me post something on my Instagram story super quick? And like, they're like, why isn't she responding to my email? Yeah, that's crap. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I remember the one job that I've had where I actually had like PTO because like that doesn't – I don't have any benefits at my job, which is a whole other story. But – um. (laughs) <laughs> I don't have any benefits or like sick time. But with that being said, I can take vacation and sick days whenever I want. Um, I just don't get paid mm-hmm. for them. But I remember like taking sick days at my corporate job or like when I worked at the hospital and like any more than three in a row, you had to have a doctor's note, which I don't hate. I don't hate that because like mm-hmm. I feel like if you're taking three like mental health days in a row, like you probably do need to go see a doctor. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, like something's wrong. Like go get a go get a note in a script for that. Um, but also it was frustrating. Like if I just did not feel good, like I didn't feel like myself, but it was frustrating to be like, oh my God, I can't get caught at the grocery store today. Mm-hmm. Like, or I can't get caught like out. I remember one girl got written up because she called in sick and she got, somebody saw her in like at the car wash and she got written up for calling in sick, but like going to the car wash. See, that's why, that's why people yeah. are like weird about it. But, like, do I think that you should call in sick and, like, go get your nails done and, like, go do whatever? Like, no, you should probably use, like, a personal or, like, a time off day for that. Or that this is circling back. It's like, is your work done? Yeah. (laughs) Can you, like, can I just leave my, like, why can't I leave my office at lunch to go get my nails done? Like, why am I going to, I'm not personally, I'm saying this rhetorically. I would not get in trouble for for going and getting my nails done at lunch. But if I missed a meeting or if I missed a deadline and I was doing that all the time, like that's when it becomes a problem. Thinking about other people, are you – is you calling in sick and not actually like planning that as a personal day or a day off, is that impacting your team? And then are you being Mm -hmm. self-centered by going and getting your nails or your hair done on a sick day? Not to say that none of us have done it. Like we've all done stuff that like we probably shouldn't, but I think that there is like a big moral piece to that. Whereas like if sick days didn't just like didn't exist and like if you could just get caught up on your work and like then take a day off because you're caught up, like then we wouldn't need to take sick days for mental health days. I know I know it used to bug me when people would take a sick day, like when I worked at the hospital and then like so I would have my caseload and their caseload on my schedule. So it made for like a really crazy day for me. And then they come in the next day and they have lash extensions. And I'm like, hmm, you didn't have those two days ago. Like, that's really, really nice of you. Thank you so much. Or like they come in and their hair's Mm. died. And I'm like, hmm, love your new hair. Like, that's so nice. Thank you so much. So like, I get it, but also that's annoying. And it's so, and I think that's why employers are so weary uh especially of working from home um or of you know giving their employees that kind of freedom because it's really hard like it is really hard to set out and act, and like write out okay like these are the rules like here's the all inclusive list of the, how how you are and are not supposed to use this privilege because not everyone mm-hmm. is equipped to follow it and but I think what you said earlier is right it helps you weed out the wrong people yeah yeah I really hope that it'll help to weed out the wrong people and like we'll just end up working out but I think that it's gonna there's gonna be some hard lessons before that happens oh I think we've come a really long way in the way that we put work on a pedestal Mm -hmm. um but I think there is much more work to be done um in just refining that well and I think just us talking and like having the corporate world like a mental health day be a buzzword is like huge progress but I just it's hard to also put like a cap on that like how many mental health days do you get a year because like then this is what's so hard about mental health in general and like unseen illnesses or whatever in general or just the way that you're feeling and like your feelings um, because there's always going to be somebody to take advantage of it. And then that's always going to make it a little less believable when it really is mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. But I do think that like just being able to like talk to your boss or like just the buzzword of like, man, I'm really feeling exhausted. Like I could use a mental health day. Like that didn't exist 10 years ago. That's what I was going to, I thank you for reminding me because I was thinking about that earlier and I, and I, I forgot, but I think that's, your best tool and also can be the hardest thing. And that's why it's, it's, I mean, in order for this to work, so many things have to be right. Like the right people have to be 
in leadership because they have to be understanding. You have to have a good relationship with those people and be able to talk to them Mm -hmm. fairly, fairly candidly. Not, I mean, it's still work, right? But, you know, to be able to to have that comfort level to say like, hey, I just, you know, I'm sorry, but like I can't do this today. Like I have to take a day. And be able to like comfortably set those boundaries without being afraid of like backlash, but also having enough, like you as an employee, having enough respect for your team to not take advantage of that. Like that's such a fine balance, but also as an employer, knowing when to draw the line and like having that good enough relationship with your team that they don't want to take advantage of that, but also that they're not afraid of you so that they won't do anything at all. But just having like, you're like you as an employee, like your character has to be good enough that when somebody says like, Hey, I'm setting this boundary. And like, this is something that's really important to me. Then it's like, Whoa, like they're serious. Mm-hmm. Cause they don't do that a lot. Like that mm-hmm. means something to them. It's like your actions have to match your words. I just re- like, I'm not going to go into detail about it. I already told Erica the story, but like, I just had something happen to me at work and like I say yes to everything, like almost to a fault. And that's what makes me overwork. And then I get exhausted and then I get pissed. And that's like not a healthy cycle to be in. It was like exhaustion and like anger and resentment is like not good. And I'm trying to break out of that. But like this week at work, I just set a boundary for something that like I feel like I was very entitled or like I hate the word entitled. Erase that. Um, I felt like I was very justified, justified about like the request was for somebody else's mental health and it directly impacted me. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, I'm done saying yes, because I've already made this, this, and this sacrifice to accommodate you and your mental health. And the fact that you're asking more of me without like returning that or like acknowledging that is like frustrating or even working with you on that right or even compromising about it like that is not okay so I'm like setting a boundary and this is why I don't say no because I set that boundary and I like literally got shit on at at work for it and like I got accused of like being too hard on somebody and I was questioned by multiple people about it. And it's like, that's fucking frustrating because Mm -hmm. I say yes a hundred times and nobody like, you know, I get like a thanks or like whatever here and there. But like the second I say no, then there's like, oh my God, you're being so hard on her. You're being like, like, no, I'm not. I'm like setting a boundary that feels good to me. And that Mm -hmm. should be respected due to the fact that I never set those boundaries. It'd be different if I was constantly saying like, no, or constantly being like, Mm -hmm. hey, can you accommodate me? Like, but I don't think that I am. And if I was, nobody's ever, if I am like that, nobody's ever brought that to my attention. So, which leads me to think that it's not a problem. But also, like, we also know you and you have the opposite problem. (laughs) Yeah, I'm too nice to people. And, like, I over-accommodate and want to help all the time. It's like, stop. But this is why. Because I hate the feeling that I get when somebody doesn't like what I say. That makes me feel so icky. I I actually just had a similar thing happen last night, except I had the – I had an opposite reaction. So – my boss's boss, like big fucking deal lady at my agency, emailed me directly and and I've had precisely one conversation with her. I like her a lot, but I've I don't have a relationship with her. Right. And and like she and I I like her a lot because she's like a badass lady and she scares me a little bit. But yeah. but for like no reason other than like she's not afraid to tell you what she thinks and that and anyway. So she emails me directly and CC's my boss and is like, "Hey, um uh, I'm wondering if you have an interest in a capacity to help with this new business thing and you can see below for details. 
And it was like a thing that I would have to do on Monday. And I, I got it Thursday night. Mind you, I just got power back Thursday morning. And I, um, in, as I told you, like Rob and I are just sitting there like, fuck, this is exhausting. Like we're exhausted. And then I also have all these other projects for another client that I have not been able to work on all week because, you know, the thing. And so I sat there with that email and I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know what to do with this because I have these projects. I feel overwhelmed, but I don't know if I'm actually overwhelmed or if I just feel overwhelmed because I haven't had the resources to actually dig into these projects to know about them or not. But like, I still have like four projects that are active and also like my house is in disarray. Like I have like, there's a lot on my plate right now. And I also hate new business. And I have expressed that multiple times. Like I hate working on new business. And so I was like, I feel like even though I know it's not, I'm like, I feel like this is a test and I don't know what to do. And, and I also, so then I'm like, I'm, I'm going to set my boundary here. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't have capacity for, for this. It like, whether that's mentally or like actually workload wise, Mm -hmm. don't have the capacity for this. So I'm going to tell her that, like, that's what she would do. If she was in this position, she would tell someone what's up. And so I told her, I was like, Hey, like I, didn't I didn't say no but I also was like I'm gonna I refuse to apologize here I'm not gonna say sorry because I'm not doing anything wrong and so I was like I hey like I would prefer not to I have these things on my plate and I just got power back today so I feel like I have a lot to do thank you for thinking of me though Erica and then she didn't reply and I was like Oh no. <laughs> and I like thought about it all night. This and is then- the anxiety that shouldn't happen. Like Exactly. Just- yeah. I was like saying they're freaking out like, okay, well, I set my boundary. Now am I gonna get backlash for this? And this is my this is like a woman who is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And and anyway, and my boss is like off. Like he took PTO this week. So they, cause he's smart and, mm-hmm. and, and so he's like not checking his email or anything. So I'm like, okay, like I, I just have to, I have to handle this. And anyway, so then she ends up emailing me back this morning and she was like, oh my gosh, I had no, I'm so sorry. I had no idea you had so much on your plate. Thank you so much for being honest with me about your capacity. Love that. Boom. I was like, there you go. So that I did so, not. Yeah. That's I, so I, good. Yeah. I didn't mean to like, uh, take away from from your story I just wanted to add that for like comparison's sake of no and like in yeah no I know I know exactly what you're doing you didn't take away from it it's it's like but th- that's I still have a problem with your story with the small anxiety that you felt from not getting like a message back like that's what so like I didn't re- I didn't get backlash until the following day, but all that night, like I came home and I was like complaining to anybody I talked to about it, and like I shouldn't feel that way. Like I should just mm-hmm. it shouldn't even be a big event. Like saying no at work mm-hmm. shouldn't be a big enough event to like want to talk about to people once you leave work, or but, like to be shamed for. Yeah, and like. I just, um, even like it was all talked through and like the way that I felt was somewhat acknowledged at the end of it. And like, it all ended up working out like by whatever's grace, like it worked out that I didn't even tell you this part, but it all worked out unrelated to the issue that was like being brought mm. up, which was like kind of frustrating to me because I was like, okay, still like the fact that that worked out was like by God's grace and like nobody was held accountable for it. And uh-huh. that's frustrating for me because uh-huh. like I didn't – one, I didn't have to waste a no, but like I shouldn't be in a position to feel like I have to save those no's in a piggy bank. Mm-hmm. But but you also shouldn't overuse no's because that's what made me feel – like, mm-hmm. nope, I have to stand my ground against this this person because they're constantly using, mm-hmm. like, sorry, that's outside of my capacity. And I'm like, 
Well, they weaponized. When's their my turn? <laughs> no, and and that again to reiterate is why this is so difficult and why it's taken so long. Is there's always going to be users. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of a lot of people, a lot of bosses that have control. That's a control. That is a control and a trust issue, which I understand. Yeah, same. So, in conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, we support a flexible work schedule, but we still support you being a hard worker and not a lazy piece of shit. Yep. Fight. Make sure you find things that you love. So that actually, because I think we talked about this in another episode too, where it's like, I feel like when I have, when there, if work is the only thing, so like, especially for like a lot of the pandemic, uh, especially, or like, especially towards the beginning, um, I wasn't, we weren't like going anywhere. So I wasn't like taking photos. I didn't take photos for like months and so all I had to, all I had to focus on was work. Cause I was, I didn't have any events to go to. I didn't like have like plans to attend. Like all I did was think about work and I had a nightmare client at the time that all they wanted us to do was think about work. Yeah. And so, you know, that, um, is a bad place to be. But when you have something that you really enjoy doing and like for you, um, is like macrame, like it's one, it's new, but it's also like fun, fun, challenging. It's like. Yeah, it's challenging, it's therapeutic, but like I can also make a little bit of income doing it. But it also helps um I think personally it helps take like alleviate some of the weight and like stress um from your full-time job because it's like you you don't have as much attention to give to it. Not in a bad way, but it's like you have to reprioritize what yeah. you're spending your how you're spending your energy. And I think if you, yeah, if you, like, I I think everyone should have a side hustle of some kind because I feel like even though that counts, so if you're working a 40-hour-a-week job and then you're working a side hustle for another 10 hours a week, but if the side hustle is your passion, like, it's more of a hobby, and then mm -hmm. that shouldn't count. So, like, my total shouldn't be 50 hours a week of work. Like, my total is still 40 hours a week of work, and then I'm doing my side mm -hmm. hustle because it's on my own time. And it makes me feel good. It fills my cup. So like there's stress and then there's happy stress. And I think that like your mm -hmm. side – if your side hustle isn't providing you happy stress, then like you need to go. And mm -hmm. then do whatever you can in your full-time job to turn that stress into happy stress. But if you can't, know that it's okay. Mm -hmm. Cody is actually like – the master of this because he, I mean, like I think we talked about it when he was on is like, yeah. you know, he has his, some of his clients or like the people that he works with are in um, like South Africa. And so in like completely different time zones, like he's taking conference calls at like 6am and stuff. So he is um, in, in, we had talked about this like years ago because he was doing that job. Plus he was teaching, you know, at two mm -hmm. other, two or three other studios and, doing all of his things. And I was like, Cody, like, I don't understand how you do this. He's like, it, you know, I got so good at not, so like at work, if uh, something, uh, an ask came in, I just got so good at honing in on the task in front of me, finishing it and not spending too much time, like him hawing around and like beating around the bush or like overthinking it. It's like you do the work and you move on. Yeah. I, I think that there's something to be said too about a flexible schedule with that because sometimes when I have to work, like I'm scheduled to work like Monday through Friday, nine to five, like those feel like work hours. But like this week, for instance, I worked – one of my days was like eight o'clock until noon and that didn't really feel like a ton of work because I knew that I was going to get out at noon. And then I went back from like 3.30 to 6. And that didn't really feel like a whole lot of work because it was like outside of work hours and I got stuff done that I wanted to get done. And you between. got sunlight. And I got sunlight. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it didn't really feel like as negative or like as – I didn't feel as like contained or like as mm -hmm. confined – um, mm -hmm. 
in that. So, so I think I I think that's something that I would encourage um, people to play around with mm-hmm. in your own work. Like I don't know what your level of flexibility is, but um, like my mom actually used to do. She would she arranged a schedule with her job when she was working where she would go in at 7 a.m. And she, but she left the office at three and then would go to the gym when no one was there. And then she would have time mm-hmm. to like go to the grocery store, cook dinner, pick my sister up from school, like do all these things. And it's like, that's a, that's something that made her feel happy and productive because she didn't have to be up at 7 p.m. working out. I used to love working from like six in the morning till two in the afternoon because like I'm up at six anyway, but mm-hmm. like I'm just, dicking around for a couple hours before I go to work. So if I can like get up, get ready, not dick around, go to work and then get out at two, like you still feel like you have the whole day ahead of you. Oh yeah. It's, um, it's beautiful. And that's, uh, also kind of the same feeling of when, when you have a day off, it's like a Wednesday and you have it off for some reason. Everyone else is at work and you're just like yeah. snow day. Yeah. Like I can do whatever I want. No one's going to bother me because everyone's at work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So with that being said, guys, I think you get our takeaway points. Also, we fully support a side hustle. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And long podcast. Sorry, I'm like looking at the time, and like I was uh, my last one uh, one on one with my boss. He was like, um, we were talking about podcast stuff, and he like pulled up our podcast, and he's like, "Your last podcast was an hour and ten minutes." He's like, "Is that your longest podcast?" I was like, "No," and he was like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, "Yeah, we average about that." And he was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "But that's like I." And but then I pulled up that study that I was telling you, about, and I was like, "But." According to the study that I'm reading, like millennials and Gen Z like longer podcasts. So um, I hope that you guys listening like longer podcasts. Um, If not, thanks for listening to us in short bursts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You guys have a whole week to listen to it this week, two weeks. So (laughs) yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, Like always, follow us on Instagram at like honestly pod. Um, leave us a review and most importantly, tell a friend. Yeah, do it. Do all the things. All right. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.